I'm pretty sure most TCs out there can relate. Once you're exposed to how to audit a file and how to manage a transaction from contract to close, you realize, oh, this isn't rocket science. I can actually do this. The scary part is just getting to that point of closing a whole file on your own and maintaining your clientele. But once you do one transaction, it's going to be kind of difficult to not want to do more. Transaction Care, the podcast. Welcome home to the number one real estate show on the market. I am your host and resident care coordinator, Lillian Hernandez, but you can call me Lily. My goal with each episode of Transaction Care is to demystify the business of real estate from my point of view and interviews from other voices within the real estate industry around the world. So let's get started. What is a real estate transaction coordinator? Why should you hire them? How much can you make? Or maybe you're just wondering, what do I do for a living? A transaction coordinator can have many roles and many jobs and offer several different services. But let me get into the definition provided by the California Association of Realtors, just to give you a general overview of what we're working with. The definition of a transaction coordinator is a person who assists the agent and broker in the processing of the real estate file gathering all information, paperwork, and following up on contractual items, putting together the final broker file of the real estate transaction. Okay, so we're getting places. So they're a transaction coordinator or TC for short. You're definitely going to hear me referencing the term TC a lot more than transaction coordinator. So in the event on this episode or future episodes, you hear me say TC, I'm talking about a transaction coordinator. How does one become a transaction coordinator in the first place? Well, there isn't necessarily a degree or a required certification or licensing to become a transaction coordinator. You may just have a basic knowledge of real estate paperwork, contracts, or maybe you know someone that's willing to teach you, and that could be your way in the door. Other ways are you can look up certification programs or boot camps, or perhaps someone's out there willing to mentor you or tutor you in this process, or you can intern or shadow them. There are many ways to break into this field of work, but just know that it requires a lot of attention to detail. It is very tedious. There are several nuances to each transaction. I like to say every time I start a new transaction, I become a brand new TC. And that's due to the fact that no two transactions will ever be exactly the same. So before I get into the intricate details of why you should hire a TC or what it is exactly that we do or how do you know when you are a TC, I want to point out the fact that a TC and an assistant are two separate jobs. The responsibilities may seem similar or even overlap, but the tasks and the to-do list can be vastly different. For instance, If you sign up to be an assistant and a TC for a realtor, make sure you have a clear understanding of what that job description entails. For instance, will you be picking up dry cleaning as well as auditing files? Or will you be coordinating and going to all inspections and expected to have a complete broker file and communicate between all parties and audit disclosures from contract to close? As you can see, there are many differences Those are just a few that I could name off the top of my head. We'll get into those conversations in in future episodes, so definitely stay tuned. But with that said, I don't want to discourage anyone from being an assistant and or transaction coordinator. I just want to make sure when you sign up for these jobs or you apply for these jobs or you get these jobs, 
that you are fully aware of the scope of work that it entails and that you are being compensated fairly, justly, and accordingly. Otherwise, if you're coming into a position that requires more of you, then that should also require more pay. And remember, negotiating your pay is always on the table. Don't be afraid to try. How does one become a transaction coordinator? As I mentioned earlier, you can just kind of jump into this position. You can educate yourself. You can sign up for courses and classes. For me, the best route I could have ever taken to learning this industry and to continue learning this industry is I worked at an office. I was exposed to all aspects of real estate from the front desk all the way to the back office to the head of the office to dealing with people's emotions and not just people's but dealing with realtors emotions as they're navigating this unknown territory and having to rely on and seeing new realtors navigate their first deal and how stressful and scary it could be and as well as seeing top producers have those same exact anxious feelings for every transaction they close and they were closing four or five six a month but those same anxious excited emotions existed on both spectrums of the deal i got into real estate during a time period where paper physical paper fax machines phones people working in offices was the norm we used to have storage units to house old files and that was a part of my job when I worked at an office, but I always tell people that are interested in working in real estate or starting a career in real estate, whether their goal is to become a realtor, an assistant, a broker, a transaction coordinator, there are so many different positions and jobs and careers you can have within real estate. If you really are serious about doing this side of the work, I highly recommend you look for a part-time job or maybe a full-time job at an office and build your way up from there because you could read all the books you want, you can study the best in the game. But your best teacher is going to be you taking action. I guarantee that. And also working at an office helps you to build a network, build community. You get to meet people who are in the industry, who are in it day in and day out and talk to them, hear their stories and what they're doing, what works best and what, what doesn't or what worked for them and what didn't work for them and apply it to your life and to your experience and how you see your future unfolding. I'm pretty sure most TCs out there can relate. Once you start, once you're exposed to how to audit a file and how to manage a transaction from contract to close, you realize, oh, this isn't rocket science. I can actually do this. The scary part is just getting to that point of closing a whole file on your own and maintaining your clientele. But once you do one transaction, it's going to be kind of difficult to not want to do more. I don't remember my first transaction I ever closed on my own because by the time I entered doing this full time, there was a lot of chaos going on within that office. So I basically just dove straight into the pool without knowing how to swim. But I do remember that feeling of, I can do this. I'm going to do this. Let me give it a try and see how far I can get. Well, almost 20 years later, 15 years later, here we are. <laughs> I got pretty far. And I'm grateful for the skills that transaction coordinators that I'm grateful for the skills that transaction coordination has given me and the confidence that I've built through each transaction. And I have definitely messed up in the past and gotten things wrong and missed things and probably wasn't the best at my job at times. Um, but that's how you learn. And I'm fortunate that I was given the opportunity and the space to make those mistakes and be able to correct them and make sure that I don't ever make those mistakes again 
those have allowed me to be able to help the next person, to train the next transaction coordinator and point out, hey, if you ever get into this situation, try not to do this, try not to do that. Or if you ever see this type of form, this is what you need to do, X, Y, and Z. Or if an agent ever says this to you, this is how you can respond. Which is another reason why I wanted to start this podcast and why I have a YouTube channel. And as you'll start to see as things begin to unfold, whether you're listening to this live or in the future, Many of my projects are going to be based around helping people in a way that not only enhances their skills and gives them confidence. One of my values is to be as transparent and to demystify this whole business of real estate. And it helps when you have someone that you can look to or reference and say, okay, I know I'm not alone in this situation because Lily went through this and she told that story in episode five or episode 20 or on her YouTube channel, she broke down everything you need to do when faced with this type of transaction. And that's important to me, that I'm able to share this knowledge and my experiences with you all and to make real estate a lot less intimidating. If you want to have a career in real estate, you can. If you want to own real estate, you will. There are many routes you can take within this real estate industry, but today we're going to continue to focus on that of a transaction coordinator. So once you've made your way into this job and you're starting to build a career or maybe you're having thoughts of wanting to start your own business to be a TC and say you already have your equipment, you have your checklist, you have your agendas in order, you have all your programs and subscriptions, you're paid and ready to go. How do you know when to start? Well, the moment a realtor hands you a ratified, fully executed contract, that is your cue to get started whether it's on a listing side or a buyer side. So if you've ever worked within real estate or been on the buyer or seller side, you know how much paperwork goes into purchasing a home or even selling a home. Hundreds of pages of documents, reports, forms, numbers, so many words. (laughs) And that's why there are people in place to help you, to help make that part of the process a little smoother. As a transaction coordinator, Our job is to come in and create more time for the realtor, but also to guarantee and make sure that our clients, whether we represent the buyers or sellers, are protected and things are in order, in compliance, doing our best to avoid any risk or damages to this transaction and to keep it together as best as possible. Not everything is going to be in our control because escrow has their part, lenders have their parts, The buyers and sellers have to do their part. We are all a team, which is why each and every role within this process is important, especially that of a transaction coordinator. So why should you hire a transaction coordinator? I have my reasons and I'm gonna break them all down right now. TCs are stress relievers. Pushing papers all day can be extremely time consuming and overwhelming. So why not delegate those tasks to a TC. TCs provide more time. Having a personal TC on your team helps carve out a wider lane of success to allow for more business. Who doesn't want more business? (laughs) Come on now. TCs make you more money. We all like it. We all want it. We all need it. Money. TCs help you stay organized. TCs are built to keep things in order, manage timelines, thrive under pressure, cross all the T's and dot all the I's and get the job done. And finally, my favorite part, TCs are superheroes. I've been called this before, so it must be true. (laughs) Those are just a few reasons why you should hire a transaction coordinator and why TCs are the best. We really are. Pat yourself on the back right now. If you are a TC listening to this, give yourself a high five. 
You deserve it. Give yourself a raise too. I'm going to get into pricing in future episodes and how we can, yeah, we'll get into that. That's a whole separate topic. Fees, prices, all of that. We deserve more. But what I will say about that topic is TCs should be charging no less than, yes, what the market calls for, but in my opinion, $400 per transaction. $400 per transaction. We can get into that in future episodes, but I just wanted to put that out there so you can understand how TCs are paid. We are paid on a per transaction basis, unless you work at an office and you probably get paid a salary with either a commission from each closing, a bonus, or maybe a whole fee on top of that. There are many ways we can structure how we get paid as transaction coordinators. So like I said, I will get into that. I will get into that topic in future episodes, but until then, that was kind of an overview of what I do as a transaction coordinator. Auditing files from contract to close. So the moment contract is executed, I get going and do all the stuff in between day one to day close in order to make sure that the file is in order in compliance and we do our best to stay out of trouble. If you want to learn more about what I do as a transaction coordinator, head to transactioncare.com, join my TC community, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's more of a day in the life of a TC. I talk about more scenario type situations and what solutions I can offer in those events, whether it's trouble with escrow, a lender, a disclosure. I'm talking about that more in depth on my YouTube channel. You can go to watchtransactioncare.com and it'll take you directly to that show. So definitely join the newsletter, watch on YouTube and follow this podcast. If you've gotten this far in the episode, please leave a five-star rating. It, it really helps with spreading the word and getting this podcast known by more people around the world. And that would mean the world to me leave a rating, leave a star, leave five, leave as many stars as you feel are necessary. I trust your judgment. (laughs) And if you want to be a guest on this podcast, send me a message. If there's a topic you want me to discuss on this topic as well, you can send me a message. All of my information will be in the description below. So until the next episode, I'm giving you the keys. There are no gatekeepers here. Care for yourself, care for your wealth, Your time is worth it. Let's coordinate. Talk soon.